We, of course, feel the need to address the crisis and genocide in Palestine and stand with the millions of citizens of the world calling for a ceasefire. We condemn the murders of Israelis and Palestinians and condemn the genocide currently happening in Palestine. We condemn anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, and we condemn the apartheid state that the Israeli government has brutally enforced for the last 75 years. We are still learning about this history. And as you know, with our podcast, we are open and honest with our current thinking, which as you've noticed, it's fluid and it's constantly evolving as we continue to learn like all people do. We believe all humans have the right to live free and safe, and we will continue to strive for peace and justice in the world. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of of the Critical Math Drop podcast with your favorite math teachers, Carrie Koga and And Michelle Cody. Hi. Hey, yo. Okay, so if our podcast was like in years, we would be a fourth grader. Nine? Fourth grader? Third grader? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we're out here. We're I'm out here. Fourth grade. Oh, yeah. I missed elementary school. Um, before we get started um for this podcast, we want to take a moment to do some shout outs. So I don't know if you remember this, Carrie, but I made a prediction that we were going to hit a hundred or you we were gonna and I like threw out this number that wasn't true. And winner, winner, chicken dinner. We made it. We have <laughs> over one hundred. That's right. Over 100 subscribers out here. That's the equivalent to about how many kids I teach every week. So, hello. I'm excited. Um, And many of our listeners are listening in our cars, on their lunch breaks, and they're not listening by themselves. They're turning that volume up. And so, everybody in their vicinity is getting a little bit of uh, Carrie and Michelle, their favorite math teachers. And we just appreciate that y'all are thinking enough of us to rock with us every single week you make it easy yeah and we also wanted to thank julie lazaro thank you for your email we're hoping more folks email us our email is criticalmathdrop at gmail.com so we wanted to give you a shout out to thank you for your engagement with us and we also wanted to shout out some cities so we wanted to shout out some cities from the apple podcast analytics that we have. Unfortunately, Spotify doesn't share with us all the different cities, but the cities uh, at the top of the list, according to Apple Podcasts, if you don't hear your city called, try to get your friends listening in the city that you live in so we can get more followers. <laughs> um, but we have San Jose, Los Angeles, Las, Veg- Las Vegas, Birmingham, Washington, D.C., Hawthorne, Sarasota, Atlanta, Baltimore, Oxford, Oklahoma City, Philadelphia, Knoxville, Memphis, Nashville, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, McAllen, Leesburg. I'm going to get to San Francisco. That's I'm I'm saying all of these. <laughs> Danbury, Kelowna, Ann Arbor, Detroit, Lansing, New York City, Poughkeepsie, Sheboygan, Mesa, Anaheim, Concord, Livermore, Oakland, San Diego, San Francisco. We had to get San Francisco in there. 
that's amazing. Like I, that we're all over the place. And we understand that like, you know, your Spotify isn't connect to like when you got, when you first got Spotify, I'm sorry, Apple podcast, sorry, is when you, with your Apple ID, but it's like, it's so cool to know that like I went to college in DC and there's somebody out there listening um, from DC and then Poughkeepsie and down South, like that's what's up. Like that, that is amazing. And we, we really appreciate it. Last but not least, we want to shout out to our families, the Cody's and the Cocos. Um, the folks that were our first listeners, especially our mamas, uh, yes. giving us feedback, been giving us feedback for the, since we were born. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate, <laughs> we I, like appreciate how you call, I like how you called it feedback because then yeah, it's well, like not evaluative. It's not good or bad. <laughs> it's feedback. Yeah. That's how I feel like I've been giving my son feedback. I don't think he takes it as feedback, but you know. I don't know when you're mm-hmm. when, when you're when you're giving it, it's feedback. When you're receiving it, as a young person, it sounds like fussing. But you know, mm-hmm. fussing and cussing. That's how you. That's that's how we live our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cuss me out, nobody. All right. Um. So, I'm like I'm drum rolling right now. We've this actually okay. So quick story because you know we like a little quick story. When we first started talking about this like critical math drop dinner party right mm-hmm. we mentioned it yeah and then it was like a slow burn on the back burner that we never really talked about and like we started thinking about what we would do about it and how we were going to do it and all that other stuff but we never actually was like okay let's like figure this out and karen has mentioned not once but twice he was like what's up with this dinner party which i'm now putting him on blast that he better have a math dinner party because you don't yes. mention it twice, friend. So yes, I'm gonna print the cards out for you, <laughs> laminate them joints, so you can have yourself a little party down in Santa Barbara. Anyways, so we we got the cards, and so we're excited. Um, we have 18 situational cards. This stuff is gonna be available for you as a resource on our um on our website, so you can actually um get the cards, and we're gonna we're gonna have directions and and it's fluid, right? It, it, I don't even want to call it directions. We're going to try suggestions. Mm-hmm. We're going to provide you with suggestions because the whole point of this is like uh, to disrupt your math thinking, but not disrupt your dinner because everybody's trying to have a good time. Yes. Does that sound <laughs> yes, pretty yes. cool? Okay. Yes. Yes. I also want to shout out Dr. Liza Bondurant who sent us a DM on Instagram asking about the dinner party cards. What, what? <laughs> you can also get on our, DM, our DMs on Instagram or um, Twitter, formerly known as X. X, yes. formerly known as Twitter. Um, even though, if you don't know, I struggle with understanding how to get on these apps. Um, as young as I am, some there's something about it. But you can Facebook us. Do we have a Facebook? <laughs> we do. We do. And <laughs> and if you go to our website, we have the link that links to the Facebook page as well as our IG. All so, right. All right. All right. So we're trying to get all the generations. The only app that we're not on that I think would get to a younger demographic is TikTok. I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. And I don't know how to do I don't know how to do TikTok. In January. Let's 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 just get through. Okay, January, okay, that's a goal can, for 2024. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, okay. like, we can TikTok it out. Um, it actually, 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a little challenge out here. I did not talk to this about this to Carrie. So this is me out here free balling. Um, let's, we'll start a TikTok, a channel, a TikTok channel. Okay. Okay. And we would love for folks to post up TikToks of their dinner party, of their critical math drop dinner talk, and then tag um, critical, either critical math drop dinner party or uh, CMD squared. So you can put D2, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that'd be really, that'd be really cool. We'll put those on the notes. We'll put all this in the show notes for you later. For you later, my darling. For you later. Um, and really, really quickly, today I want to recognize is the Sunday of break, of fall break. So tomorrow your girl does not have to get up. It's some oh, ungodly hour. I forgot that you are on break. <laughs> Not yet, not yet. This is still the weekend. So technically I'm still working for the man. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because you're actually now too. So I am. I always know you work hard. Yes, you work hard. Um let's get started with this dinner party. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Okay, so like I said before, we have 18 questions and um Carrie and I are gonna tell some stories with some of the questions. We're not going to answer all the questions, but we want to give you a time to let it like resonate and maybe even give some, a little descriptors around what this means. Uh, I'm really excited. I am really, really excited about people engaging in these conversations. And what I think is super cool is um, these are kind of like adult-y things, but I want to challenge us and that's not going to happen right now. Let me be very clear. I think that we should also create a kid version of this, like Ooh, a young people version yes. of that. And I think yes. that um, that won't be done today, mm-hmm. but we will do it. And I think it'll be super cool so that we can engage these conversations with our with our young folks, right? Mm-hmm. Like as yeah. a classroom teacher, like an elementary school teacher, like, will you try out these cards um, and have these conversations about math? with your babies that'd be super cool especially because i think i think i know that in the beginning folks see themselves as math people mm-hmm. and then systemic structures of oppression stop some folks from seeing themselves as math worthy and so if we can continue to have these conversations and disrupt all that stuff then we will find ourselves with the world with i'm not looking to get more folks to study math professionally i just want to have more people think that they can do whatever mm-hmm. they want to do with math like they can do all things that's important all right carrie i've taken a lot of airspace i'm gonna get started Are you ready yes i'm ready okay so this is question number one if math was a person who are they and tell me about this person uh and it doesn't have to be a person that you know little descriptor it could be a fixed a, a fictitious character it could be a celebrity it could be your neighbor annoying gets on your nerves why are they still here um but it's a good way to kind of like engage the conversation mm-hmm. that's question number one carrie okay so question number two is related to question number one is there anything you would want to say to math if math was a person 
I guess we could say too, math could be, doesn't have to be a person. It could be like a cartoon-ish character or some type of animal or, uh, you know, another type of being. I see your face. I'm just thinking out the box, Michelle. No, no, no. I understand that. <laughs> but I mean, I just think of like, if math was a puppy, and I mean, like, would you be like, hey, puppy, I love you. I guess if you have a love for, if you're like, I love you, puppy. Um, but you wouldn't like, you wouldn't be like, I hate you, puppy. Like, I don't know. I, I guess know. I was Maybe just thinking if it was like something on TV. That's a person or a character. Okay, so if a character, so character. If, if if there's something that you want to say to Math, if they were a person or a character, does that help to flush it out a little bit? <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Bum, bum, bum. All right. So this one, Dr. Coke is going to answer in real time. IRL. <laughs> In real life, in real time, in RLT. I don't even know if that's a thing, but maybe it is a thing. Has your relationship to math changed over time? How so? You like the how so, right? Yes. How so? <laughs> I like your tone as you said it too. Um, very teacherly. Uh, okay, so I'm only going to tell part of this story only because the other part of the story relates to number 14. Cool, cool, cool. So I'm just going to talk about, basically, it connects to what you said about how oftentimes our relationship declines over time with math in school, right? And so when I was in elementary school, I went to Vinci Park Elementary School in San Jose. And San I Jose! Had this- <laughs> San Jose! 408! Okay, that's enough. Sorry. I love that Bay Area. I love it. Um and I had this great relationship to mathematics, um, so much so that I used to, you know how you could buy those like math workbooks in the grocery store? <laughs> so I I loved those, right? And so my mom- So you're like, no mom, no candy. I don't want candy. Give me this math book. Yes, yes. And a pencil and a number two pencil so I yes. can kill the game. Or did you do your math in, in pen, Carrie? No, I did it. I no, I did not. I did it in pencil, and um, I loved it so much that my mom, because you know I was the the firstborn child. You know, I have a younger brother, but she thought that all kids liked those workbooks, and so she bought those <laughs> workbooks. Your poor brother. <laughs> or no, no, no. The story's worse. It, what, the story's worse. She bought it for her friend's daughter who was also my age for her birthday. She bought it as a birthday present. (laughs) And and then her friend had to tell her, like, you know, not all kids like those workbooks. Like not everyone thinks that that's fun. Like that's not a present. (laughs) And then my mom probably wrapped that up and she was so proud. She was like, oh, this is Karen's favorite one. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and uh, wrap that thing up. With the bow and everything. And I my wanted mom, to see that disappointed look on that girl's face. When she was like, am I being punk? Before punk came out, this girl thought I was being punk. Like, wait, is Carrie trying to break up with me? Does she not know my friend anymore? Like, what is happening right now? But I did. I really liked them. And my mom used to challenge me. So, you know, my mom actually got her teaching certification at um, SF State. No, I didn't know your mom was Yeah. Well, no. So she she actually didn't become a teacher. She stayed an extra year. She got her certification at SF State, but she didn't 
continue into education. She, she didn't work as an educator, but she had, she got her teaching certificate. And so she used to Wait, challenge pause. me. Pause. <laughs> Your mom was like, I'm so committed to my child. Were you born yet? No. Uh-uh. Oh, so she hadn't even met you yet. Right. But right. About right. that life. She's like, I'm going to get this teaching certificate so that when I do have children, I'm going to be like, I know all the things because I studied well, that stuff. Well, so, okay. So I, I guess I'm just going to tell the whole story. I wasn't going to tell the whole story, but I'll just tell the okay. whole story. Wait, oh. wait, but no, cause you're going to talk about it later, right? No, no, no. This is just a, the story about my no, mom. Keep, no, no, no. Keep, keep, keep shouting out your mama. Cause I love it. Go, 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 go. So, so my mom subbed, I think one time. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she decided not to teach anymore. I that is a real statement. <laughs> yeah, that is a real and accurate statement because mm-hmm. some people's subs experiences are like sound of music, and other ones are like dangerous minds. And I get it. And it yeah. depends yeah. on what kind of situation. Um, I because there's there's also this sense of like. I don't know, like privilege, right? When a sub comes into the space, there's like, you're supposed to be an authority figure over these children that you do not know. And mm-hmm. you're supposed to be instructing something to them. They don't know you from a can of paint from Adam. They don't know not a near thing about you, but this relationship is supposed to be so like entrusted and concrete that this the kids were like, yes, lead me wherever you want to lead me, even though I don't know you. And so like, it's a it's a very flawed system, and I I I I like when I used to sub back in D.C. Mm-hmm. I was assigned. To, well, I was like unofficially assigned to a school. I just showed up there every day, and they always had work for me. But I was a part of their community, so when I was able mm-hmm. to go into the classrooms, the kids knew me. I wasn't somebody yeah. like weird, and I think mm-hmm. that that's one of the like flawed systems. Like I I think that we need substitutes. They are so vital. They're so critical mm-hmm. because. They're critical to the community for m- multiple reasons, not just when teachers need to take a day off, but they can be critical to a system to help support uh, us to like reach a trajectory of something greater because you're able to come and support. But it's really hard to come and support a space when you don't know the mm-hmm. people, right? Especially if a teacher's like, I'm going to send you, I'm going to give you this complex, like multi-tiered leveled instruction that I'm like, I'm just trying to re- pronounce the kids' names correctly. Like mm-hmm. that is the first goal. Can I not offend and trigger somebody's child? That's the second goal. And then I was like, oh, and I need to also support your education. So I mean, I feel your mom being like, you know what, one and done. That's this was not <laughs> that was not for me. Good for her because it is I mean, hard. Yeah, I mean, and I know that when I was a classroom teacher, I decided that I was never going to sub and I was never going to teach summer school because I knew that I would burn myself out. You know, and oh, I so still you wouldn't cover classes. So like, no, no, no. I did cover classes. I covered classes, but never, I didn't cover for the whole done. day. I mean, I would cover for my colleagues. You know, like if I it was my prep period and someone needed me to cover yeah, for them, yeah, yeah. I would cover for them. But it's like that was my school though, so the kids knew me. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, you like, I was sub outside of the thing. Right. Like I said, I, I my mom started off as a sub para. Um, mm-hmm. And she went like all over the city, subbing at different wow. schools. And she's a she's a um, special education para, so she mm-hmm. went to like SDC classrooms, 
which are special day classrooms. She went into um, Mod Severe classrooms were mm. also part of a special day mm-hmm. classroom she pushed in to support and so it there was a privilege point for her because she was able to see like different schools and different communities and she ended up subbing quite a bit at this one high school and she really vibed with the teacher there at the time and so when a position opens up he advocated for her to be there because she really liked mm-hmm. being there and she's mm-hmm. still at that school to this day right um and so there is that opportunity to kind of like meets it's like speed dating i think oh like yeah yeah sub, right sub, if you're becoming a sub and you want to like eventually be at a school or you want to develop a relationship with the school like subbing around is like speed dating it's like i'm gonna try and see because you mm. never know you never know mm-hmm. like you yeah. might see my somebody you know like speed dating somebody might sit in front of you and you might look and be like i don't think you're my cup of tea and then they start talking to you be like oh my god you like matlock too so do i are you excited about the psych thing? So am I. Oh Did my god, Matlock! Like, I love Matlock. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let me tell you, I like. I tell Matlock, Quantum Leap, like, and there's actually a reboot of Matlock coming out with Kathy Bates. Um, I don't know how I feel about whatever. Shout out to Kathy Bates, but I love Matlock. Oh my the god, old Mat- the old one from a long time ago. Yes. Yeah, okay. I love okay. I love the way that he like wore that gray suit that was way too big on him. Like he that was, was like, style, I'm not though. gonna stand. Yeah, he's like, I'm a, and he's like, but I was like, he's smart and he was and he was and he had those quips and like just yeah, I loved it. I loved Quantum Leap. I loved Matlock growing up. You know, I t- I don't know if I told you like when Jerry Orbach died, my aunt called me and she was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I am not okay." Because Aww. I loved, I loved Law and Order. So yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely. <laughs> but I did read books, everyone. I don't want you to think that like no, no, my no. mom definitely limited I limited just, my television. Uh, no, I, I just like I haven't heard the show Matlock in a long time. And you know how Michelle, we were just looking at our uh, audience demographics. So you know oh we have God. some <laughs> we have some audience members. You're gonna have to Google that show. And then y'all know what we're talking about. Yes, because we have some younger audience members. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm I'm even numbers. Okay. So number four, describe all the ways you use math in your job or your life. And I like this because it's expansive. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, people need to dig deep. People mm-hmm. need to dig deep. And it's funny because I have a story that aligns to number four later on that talks about that um, and, okay. and also also you talked about this in episode number one so if you didn't listen to episode number one michelle talked about what's related to number four so you can yes, go back and all the ways that you um, yes i'm not i know i'm gonna shout this person out so and it's so funny because i haven't shouted his girlfriend out yet but my friend maddie hi maddie um literally i was going to a friendsgiving recently and he was in the car and he was just like I just want to let you know that like episode one touched me like uh, in a positive way. Like I hate the phrase touch the phrase, like it connected. Let's not say touch. Why uh, did I know that, that you're, uh, that's the middle school teacher in you? Yeah, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, Oh my God, let me not say touched on the channel. It, it uh, connected with him. And he talked about like, yo, Cody, cause this is the, that's what calls me like Cody. Like I like, I was listening to this episode and you were talking about how like, 
like how everybody's a math person and he was just like and i really start to like think about this and he was like and it made me like really make connections about like how i do math all the time and i'm like in the back seat of the car being like wait a minute first you listen to my podcast because his girlfriend who's my work wife christine Tahuka, she listens to it because she's my work wife and she has to not to say that she has to but she you know what i'm saying like you support her people shout yes. out to t i didn't mean to take away from your support but um she was like and she looked at she's like i didn't know you were listening and he was like yes and it was like so cool that like this podcast was being played in the car while they were together and he was able to engage and make that silent connection that he didn't share with her but then he was able to share back with me and he was able to like recite things that i said from the first episode so it was like this really really resonated and so that's super super cool uh to know that like we're hitting people we're hitting folks and so mm -hmm. i that. so spotify do a better job and help us with our demographics so that we can know who else that we're um hitting yeah um okay what this is question number five girl we already have 30 minutes let's speak this up what are other ways we can conceptualize what counts as math not just what we learn in textbooks yes okay number six what do you wish if anything for your younger self about your mathematics learning i think that if you are struggling with this you should listen to angela's uh hmm. angela's mm -hmm. episode which is episode seven and eight of our podcast one day we're going to re reference someone's uh, podcast number and we're going to be like, what podcast was this? And then we're going to have to look to our assistant because at that time we're going to be big. And we're going to be like, assistant, <laughs> assistant, do you remember what episode that is? And the assistant's going to be like, I got you. And they're going to be like, boop, 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 boop. This is me typing on the computer. Boop, 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 boop. And it's going to be like, actually, that was an episode 172. And they were like, oh my God, we're on episode 600. So that was a while ago. Yeah. We bring kids to assistant. And because we are good people, our citizens will be paid, paid enough money to have a livable wage. Shout mm -hmm. out to our future assistant and their livable, yes. their livable, livable wage. Say that and five times. Michelle, everything that you have put into the universe so far has happened. Hey, so. hey. <laughs> um, okay, number seven bundle sets because we like a, a good bundle uh what is a movie a song or a book that represents your math identity you can give us one out of three two out of three or three out of three carrie would have to google this one she would come <laughs> i was in. about to say that myself but you said it for me <laughs> she would have to carrie would have to go into the party being like if I got number seven, I got a cheat card. Boom, I'm ready. <laughs> and this is a research, like, we laugh about this, but this is like the research. This is this is why our relationship works so very well. Um, okay, so I know that I always say I'm not a researcher and I gotta stop saying that, but like you mm -hmm. are a super researcher, right? And so like you, like you come prepared with facts and I come in like anecdotally like, oh yeah. Cause that's, that is my, like, that is my gift, which has also been a curse, right? Like I do have the ability to, you know, I'm good at talking. I'm good at making connections. That's a, that's 
But sometimes because of that, I lean a little bit too much on that. And so like, I'm trying to sway in the middle where I can be like deeply rooted in research. Cause I appreciate the fact that you could be like, this article quarantined such and such, and this article according to such and such. Um, that's like, I love when people like do that. Like that's actually, I'm gonna shot this bum out. That's like Cam. Like when I first saw Cam talking, he's always able to like, when he says something, he's always to back it up with like what article it came from mm-hmm. and the person it came from and all those things. And that's not my superpower. And you do that so well too. And I can be oh, like, thanks. I know this story. I know this thing. And I kind of know the phrasing. And I know it was written by somebody that I read somewhere in a book or a podcast or on a leaflet or the TV. I've seen it somewhere. Somewhere I may. And so, like, that is what I'm trying to work on. Like, being able to, the way I, I, I absorb information, but being able to, like, make that connection. I mean, this also goes with I struggle with, like, learning my kids' names. It takes me, like, a good four weeks to be like, don't commit a crime, y'all. Cause I won't be able to identify you at this moment. I don't tell them that out loud, but in my heart, I'm thinking like, man, these kids. But then once I once I make that connection, it's, it's strong, but it's definitely uh, yeah. Anyways, I mean, sorry. Yeah. I mean, but the only reason, I mean, it's just like I just I'm lucky and I have the privilege that that is my job. You know, like uh, that but part of it. Gonna, oh, okay, stop. But you're also really good at it. Like, yes, it is your job, but but you're also good at it. And I think that there's people who have these jobs that are not good at it. So I, I don't, oh, thanks. I'm not, I don't want to take away from like, we're not taking away. We're, oh, thank you. This is not that kind of math problem. We're adding. Okay. It's all okay. it's and all if people want to see, we've been putting all of the citations of articles and things like that on the website. When we say we mean Carrie, that's okay. <laughs> we appreciate that. It's we, Michelle. This is a team effort. It's a team team effort. Yeah. Teamwork, teamwork. Um, Okay, that's on you. Okay. Oh, wait. Sorry. Okay, it's my turn. Uh, Number eight, tell us one proud math moment. Okay, this was one that I said I was going to answer. And, well, I guess, you know what? You're going to answer this one, too. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, actually... I was going to say, Michelle, I didn't have enough time to think about these, but actually this is how it would be with the dinner party protocol, right? It's like people would get cards and you'd just be at dinner like, okay, I'm going to choose one that I feel comfortable answering. So the story that I have in mind, okay, yeah, I am going to call this a proud math moment because I'm going to, I'm going to kind of like flip my relationship to this situation. So when I was in college, um, I was taking, um, thermodynamics. So I majored in mechanical engineering and I was taking this thermodynamics class and I didn't know until like halfway through the semester that everyone was like, oh yeah, this class is really hard. And um, I was struggling so much in this class that my diving coach, I think he called, I think he called it, he put me on like probation. He, he, he didn't let me practice as much with the team because he was so worried about me with this class. And I passed the class. I got the worst grade I've ever gotten in my life. I think I got a C minus. <laughs> First of all, let me be very clear. Anybody who's listening, that is Carrie's own journey. If you worked hard for C and that is a proud moment, we respect that. We support that. 
Yeah. To support and, and, rate. and my coach, I remember my coach was so proud of me um, that I got this grade. And I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, that was like the worst grade I've ever gotten, but okay. So I guess I, I, I think I'm still in the process of trying to change the narrative that I have in my head around that to make it a proud moment for sticking with it. I, I, I had to find a study group. Um, so I remember that that was hard. I definitely needed a study group to, to help get through that class. And I didn't really like, I feel like I didn't really have that many friends in mechanical engineering and I was an athlete. And so it just, it was a challenge. Um, but I, I will say that I am proud that I passed that class. Okay. We can move uh, on. Mine's in third nine. grade. Oh, and yeah, I you're Sorry. I might have actually told the story. And if I did, oh, well. Actually, if I've told the story. No, I don't you know think you. The story, no, I don't think you did tell a, a third grade story yet. Okay. So I, um, this is Miss Miller. Uh, Miss Miller was actually the first black teacher I've ever had. It was third grade at Lecture Elementary. And Miss um, Miller was strict. And everybody knew she was strict. And I was real nervous about being in her class because I was like, man, I'm a talker. She's strict. <laughs> She's going to hate on me. Um, so we were taking a math test. And uh, everybody was finishing up. And I was just there taking my time on the test. Um, hella slow. I guess I was reading all the questions and really thinking about it deeply. And I was the only person still working on the test. Everybody else is out there living their best life, playing games or whatever. And here I was just like slow and steady on this test. And she scores the test and gives it back. And I got the highest score on the test. And she took that moment to be like, Michelle took her time. She didn't rush. She did her very, very best on the test. And again, like, I'm not a quick, like, yes, I got a great grade, whatever. Even if I got a not great grade, whatever that means, the fact that I took my time mm -hmm. is important, right? I think Joe Bowler always talks about, like, math is not a race, but that's not what she says. She has, like, these six things. One of the, it's like math is, speed is not important. Mm -hmm. She says speed is not important. And so I, I appreciate that moment. And clearly I'm, I'm a few grades away from third grade um, because I'm young in heart and spirit. Um, and yeah, and I still remember that moment. And I, and I, and, and actually it's at that moment actually plays out in my classroom. So when my kids take um, assessments or tests, 90% of the time I make them grab a book beforehand um, and I'm like, after you finish your test, you're not going to make noise because you're not going to make someone else feel that they have to go faster mm -hmm. to get it done. Like we've carved out this time to do this test and we're going to use the whole entire time to do it. And I think that that that's helpful for folks. So, yeah. So that was mm -hmm. my, um, and, and the original iteration was like, what is your proudest math moment? And we decided to change that because math is not absolute and so we were like what's tell us one of your proud moments and what's really great like carrie's moment was a proud moment from the perspective of her coach and she's working towards it being a proud moment for herself and so mm -hmm. like how can that also happen inside of this dinner party like sharing this moment that you're like i'm unsure of how mm -hmm. deep i feel proud around this moment but i'm moving towards that so yeah mm -hmm. 
Um, okay. <laughs> what is the most mathy song that you can think of? <laughs> and why is it mathy? So I'm gonna throw out a little joke and be like, Yin Yang twins, three, six, nine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have young people in the car, please do not play that song. Um, I think this is gonna be really fun, like to really think about like what songs have like and and when we say mathy, we really want to get you away from like the idea of like conventional num numerical stuff. Like it could be patterny, it could talk about distance or like 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 you could like a love song that talks about I will like I can go a thousand miles. Like can you really mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. go a thousand? There's a song like like I'm saying to say like it can you could really think deeply about this one and really have fun um, and turn into a little bit of a karaoke night. My voice is super raspy and not in a cool way right now. So um, I would not be singing for you, but you know. Oh, but you like to sing. You have a great voice. Yeah, not today though. That's okay. That's okay. I need some tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so actually number 10 follows really well. Number 10 is what is the most unconventional mathy thing that you did in the last 48 hours? I am going to answer this. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I went to Friendsgiving yesterday and I normally when I go to Friendsgiving, I make mac and cheese. Like I'm, I feel confident in my mac and cheese ability. I've been given wow. positive feedback. Yes, 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 yes. But mac and um, cheese is really hard to make, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. And yeah, people, yeah. people definitely side eye you and play you on it. But this time I was like, I don't feel like doing all that. I'm going to just um, bring something which I perceive to be easy, womp womp, um, which turned out <laughs> not to be the case. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to bring mashed potatoes. And so the person I, whose house I was in, they happened to be lactose intolerant. So I'm like, okay. And so they were inclusive. They were like, bring what you bring. Just label it so mm. that everybody knows what they're getting into. But I, being me, being the extra person that I am, I was like, I ain't bringing nothing to nobody house that they can't eat. So I'm going <laughs> to do the whole thing just for them. Knowing good and well, I've never actually made uh, a vegan slot. Well, not vegan. Yeah, I guess it would be vegan. Yeah, I've never made a vegan um, mashed potatoes before. So, you know, I go to their house to make the mashed potatoes. And so, you know, the two things, I tried to shortcut. I peeled the mashed potatoes. I threw them in the water. I didn't cut them. I didn't cut them smaller so that they would cook faster. Um, so that right there is an area problem, right? I should have like reduced mm. the area and the mass of the potatoes so that they would cook faster and cook evenly. So that's my first And actually, that's a thermodynamics thing too. Because it? there, it's about like the surface area that's going to be touching all the parts of the potato to cook it. You know, because when uh, you slice it smaller, all those interior parts touch the okay, hot water. Yes, yes. yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that right there um, was the first, my, my first math kerfunkle that happened on this situation. And then, so I finally get it and I was just like, okay, let me just mash the potatoes down. And then I was like this, because I didn't, because I didn't make them smaller, part of the part of the potato kind of like 
like welted away and it was on the bottom and so it became really soupy and then I was trying to like push it over and then I was like man this is not what I'm this is not the situation I'm trying to have so then I asked the person I was like can I get some um alternative milk so they gave me some coconut milk and so I just dumped coconut milk in there didn't measure it didn't think about what was happening so I put the coconut milk in there and then I'm like oh do you have alternative butter and they're like yeah and I was like let's throw that in there too so I threw some alternative butter in there and it was just like a mess and um I of course put some seasoning in there but it was just like there was no rhyme or reasoning to what I'm doing and even people who like say that they free they free Mm. cook like oh Mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. thought there is still a method to what you're doing you are still looking at what you have and from what you have you are making a decision am i going to use two shakes three shakes four shakes of of whatever seasoning whatever am i gonna like when i'm cooking something and i'm looking at it I'm like all right the the base off of what it looks like i'm gonna keep it on three more minutes four more minutes five more minutes longer so that it can cook thoroughly whatever it is even if you don't use conventional methods of like measurement there is measurement, there is ratios and proportions that are being used to help make sure that you get to this. So anyway, so the mashed potatoes is mushy. We threw all kinds of seasoning in there and I'm looking at the homie and he's just like, this is not working. I was like, uh, you are right. He was like, it's so soupy. So he was like, well, I think he said, well, why don't you take the mashed potatoes and put them back in the pot to like reduce the water so we were like okay we're gonna try mm-hmm. it all evaporate right um, yeah evaporate the water out right mm-hmm. so that we can like reduce the water to potato ratio so that it could be edible because at that at this point i wasn't looking for a masterpiece i was just looking for mashed potatoes not to be thrown back at me because they were horrible right <laughs> and so we went through this whole entire process and like just all the mixtures and just trying to figure all of these things out and it was just like again like these are all kind of like mathy things in order to Mm -hmm. like cook i'm a firm believer that like cooking is the most mathy thing you could possibly do Mm. shout out to the show uh uh the chemistry show on apple it talks about the science it's like um there's a it's a show about this woman chemist in the 50s who because of like i don't know her biology she was not given opportunities to like really shine as a chemist and you have to watch the show, but she ends up becoming, um, she ends up having a cooking show and she really connects like science and math with the idea of, of cooking, like the art of cooking. And she's doing this in front of like a whole bunch of housewives and she's inspiring them with her approach. And she's also like making that whole concept of cooking like taking you to the next level. So again, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer um, that cooking is just such a strong, strong level of mathematics that we don't take um, advantage of. And shout out to all of those folks who cook meals every day for folks that they love and those who they don't love um, and how that they're doing math every day. Anyways, um, okay, I think this is my turn. Growing up, this is question number 11. Growing up, did you see your people, did your people see themselves as math people? Mm. Making that connection of like who raised you, who supported you. Did they used to use phrases like, I'm not good at math, I hate math. 
or did they say math was cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, 12 is actually connected to 11 also. Do, do you know your ancestral relationship to math? How did math play a part in the history of your people? Mm. Question number 13, current relationship with math. What is your current relationship? What is your current relationship with your idea of math? Is math your ex, your current boo, or a crush that you're trying to get to know better? Um, I would say math is my crush right now. Oh, I think that, um, cute. yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I didn't study math. Like I was an econ major in undergrad and I started off my teaching career as a science person. And when I got hired at my current job, I became a full-time math teacher. And so I don't have the conventional, like, if you look at my resume, I don't have the conventional pathway of math, but I really like them. Mm-hmm. them him, her whoever you like um I really like them and I and I'm trying to like get to know math better so math is a crush of mine and um I'm dating math I'm dating I'm definitely crushing slash dating math and I hope to continue that way that kind of approach um because I think that it also allows me to have more humanity when I'm engaging with my students um, around their their own little their own little situationship with math. So, yeah, yeah, I love this also because you know how we were talking about creating questions for kids for young folks. I could definitely see this being a high school question. Because it really, I think, changes how we think about math. My reaction was like, oh, that's so cute. Math is your crush that you're trying to get to know better. And I feel like also it's such a, like a growth mindset type of thing. It's you really like math and you're trying to get to know math better. Um, Rather than this thing of uh, math is like intimidating. It's like this shiny thing, this shiny thing that we're excited about. Yes, we got we love a good crush. Um okay. Uh okay, so 14. Choose a grade band, K through 5, 6 to 8, 9 through 12 or college. If you went to college, um if math was a dish, what would it be and why? Talk about the complexity of the dish and its relationship to you or not. And I think we're both going to answer this one, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, I, well, I was thinking about this actually as you were telling the the mashed potato story because I, when I was older, I realized that I was lactose intolerant and I would complain to my parents and they would always ask me, uh, like, oh, well, maybe you're lactose intolerant. And I would say, no, I'm not lactose intolerant. Like, I'm, I'm not lactose intolerant. And they were like, no, it can happen as you get older. Yes, my dad my dad became lactose later in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? So, so that's sort of like my relationship to math was like, great, K through 12. 
And then once I got to college, it was like all of a sudden I became lactose intolerant and my relationship to dairy, to ice cream, to the mashed potatoes with the cream and the milk and the butter, um, I was going to say became poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong one. I couldn't, sorry, I couldn't not say it and I couldn't think of something else better than that. Um, but I remember taking my first math class because I had taken um, the calculus A, B, and B, C test. So I had, uh, you know, placed into this multivariable calculus class. And I struggled and it was so hard. And I remember one of my, actually one of my diving teammates was in the class and she was doing just fine in the class. And I was really struggling and having a hard time with it. So yeah, so if math was a dish, it would be all the dairy things. Uh, because once I got to college, once I got older, that lactose intolerance set in. How about you, Michelle? What's your your grade band and your dish. Um, I was thinking about this too. Like, I think that um, I, I it would probably have to be gumbo. Mm -hmm. Um, so just to be clear, I'm not from the south. My grandma's from Bakersfield. Um, my daddy's from Ohio. But um, the process of making gumbo or any dish that takes like a process right mm. so like if you're making gumbo it's the roux that you're working on and that's like the base and then you add all these things and i think about college so i was an econ major and the class that got me was applied calculus and like i failed that joint and <laughs> oh my god howard's going to kill me so <laughs> I failed to pile calculus and it, I failed it senior year. Oh, and no. um, my parents had already bought a plane ticket to come out to college, to come to my graduation. Oh. And the girl wasn't graduating. And at that point, I was also like the president. I was a president and a founder of the Transfer Student Association because I transferred into Howard mm. after doing community college. Right. So, like, everybody knew that I was supposed to walk across the stage. And I'm not going to put my friend out here because. I didn't ask her, but I had a homie who, so, you know, you have two graduations. You have the small graduation, like your department graduation. Oh, your department, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or your college graduation. And then you have the big graduation, right? So my parents, when they got out here, I was like, I'm going to let need y'all let y'all know that. Oh, I you waited. Oh, no, they already, right there. Well, no, I, no, I think I told them before. Let me, okay, I told okay. them before, but my parents were like, we already bought the tickets. So we're just coming out to DC. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay. I was like, well, let's figure this out. Cause I already bought the cap and gown and everything. And so I was like, well, just come to the small graduation, just come. And my parents were like, no. And I was like, no, 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 just come, just come. And so I had a homie who wasn't like, she was the Valley Victorian. She's super, super sorry. She actually lives in Vegas now um, with, oh. her, with her two kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or in the Vegas area. Not gonna mm -hmm. put her on blast, but she knows. <laughs> so we're at we're at the promotion graduation time, and um, 
she goes up to the person and she's like, I need a card from Michelle Cody because she just like got cleared to graduate. I had not got cleared to graduate. And so, but she was an honor student. Everybody knew she was. So they gave her the card. Wow. Um, so then, cause you know what you do is you just write your name on a card and you hand right. the card to the person uh-huh. as you want, right? So I am <laughs> sitting with the rest of my department. My department's small. Econ is a small department. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the, and, and those fools know I did not pass applied calculus, which was not in the econ department. It was in the math department, but they knew. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting there and I'm like, I feel like a cat with a canary, like, oh my God. Like someone's gonna come and snatch me from the aisle and like pull me down the aisle and be like, imposter, you don't belong here. <laughs> I'm like sitting trying to get through the graduation and I'm like, oh my God, just get through this, get through. And so it gets time for like call their name. And my parents are there. And and and, and I don't know, my parents are thinking, like, what in the what is this child doing? But like we're we're coming. I was like, just come, just come, just come. So we get there. And they call our department and I wait to the very, very last minute. And I kind of like slide through so that no one kind of sees me. And I get up there and my department chair gets up there and I hand the card over and my department chair looks. And he just kind of was like, you know what, girl, if you did it, you did it. And so they say my name and I walk <laughs> and I'm like, hey, yo, <laughs> this is me. Right. And so uh suffice it to say and then at the big graduation because i was the president of the transfer student association the president shouts me out the president at the current time which was um oh i can't even think about who the president of Howard was oh i didn't look that up um and he shouts me out i can see his face too he shouts me out like you know congratulations miss Cheryl cody president and founder of the transfer student association because it was a big deal that I started this organization that had gone for years and years. So I said gumbo because I failed that class and um, I had to like start again. And so I didn't start mm-hmm. again immediately. I left college and then um, took a job in Vegas, did not work out. And I needed to, I still didn't have a college degree. And at that point, my parents had put money into it. I had put money into it. And it's like, this doesn't make sense for this one class to come. And like, so I went back to school and I took the applied calculus class. I took some other classes too. Not because I needed to, because it financially made more sense to be a a, a full-time student. Like, mm-hmm. physically it makes more With sense because you got more stuff. Yeah. 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 And then I ended up getting... A professor named who he wasn't a professor he was he was a phd student dr caleb ashley who i just like i emailed oh you did like, a, i did email him okay i found him and i emailed him and i was like you probably don't remember me but you're the reason why i apply i because like he knew we were struggling he would meet us in the library he would work with us so mm-hmm. it was like and it was like maybe five or six of us who were like struggling. And he just like broke it down in a way that was like very, very manageable for me. And like he's the reason why I graduated from college. And, I, and so I emailed him and I'm like, bruh, you're like the reason why. I was like, I didn't say bruh. I said, dear Dr. Ashley, <laughs> I don't know if you remember me. We know, we know, we know. It's okay. Yeah. 
think you really said that. <laughs> yeah. And he did respond back. And he was like, I remember you. I don't know if he did. But maybe you did because I am a lot. Um, and he was like, I'm so happy to know that you're teaching math and all this other stuff. And he was just explaining where he is. And so it was like that, in, that, that impact. So I say that to say, like, I was working on this route, on this very long process. And instead of me, like, giving up, mm-hmm. I just had to, like, figure things out. So I didn't want to throw away mm-hmm. the whole thing because it's, it is a process. It's the, collect, the collegiate experience is a process. And so he was able to help me, like, get the last finishing moments on this gumbo so that I was able to serve it. So I appreciate that. And I also plug, take a moment. If there is a an educator, and I use that word educator very loosely because I'm not even just talking about a K-12 teacher. If there was a security guard, a custodian, a secretary, your mama, your grandma, um, your LASA, your loving and supportive adult, which is a phrase that I coined, by the way, Oh, I love that. In what year yeah, you said? Like 2014, 20, maybe 2016, 2016. Okay. At the school I'm at, at the school I'm at, I, I, I turned this coin because I was tired of people saying your family or your friends, I mean, your family or your parents, because I was like, no, it needs to be, who is your person? So I, I turned the claim. i coined the term LASA, loving and supportive adults. And I use that term because that term can change. Your LASA of today can be a different LASA of tomorrow, but that's the person who is in your life right now that you need to help to support you. And I'm going to write a little paper about this with you, Carrie, because you know, I don't know how to write papers, but I'm going to write a paper about about, like LASAs, but it's on the podcast, so you can't steal it. Um, But yeah, so- I don't even know where I was going with this, but I, yes, that's all. I, I sorry. I interrupted you because I got excited no. about Lassa because, so actually what we can do, because we're going to interview Leanne and Raina and yes. we can talk about that concept with both of them. Okay. So I just, yeah, I just got real excited about that. Uh, and you know what's so uh, funny I got so into your story that I forgot that we were even connecting it to a food dish. I know. Gumbo. <laughs> it's a process. Um, okay, we're almost done though. We're good. Yeah, okay, yeah. So we're on number 15. Question yes. 15. What episode or moment in the podcast, Critical Math Drop, with your favorite math teachers, Carrie Coke and Michelle Cody, has resonated with you the most? And I'm excited about this one because maybe this also can be an opportunity for folks to kind of like post this up, you know, like. And yeah, and to we keep asking people to send us an audio file. So maybe so you hear. have a 30 to 60 second audio response to this or you, know, you do you do the the dinner party cards and then you send us an audio file about how it went. We would love that. Uh, okay, number 16. Who inspired your math understanding the most? And what did they do to inspire you? I like this one because it's it 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 can be as big as like someone inspire you to push forward to persevere, or as small as like someone modeling behavior that has resonated with you 
around how you should be a math person or mathy. So I like that one. All right, mm-hmm. number 17. How are you developing healthy math relationships with folks within your community or your chosen space? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to answer this one, but I really like because uh, <laughs> I really like all the questions because they're ours. But um, <laughs> what I appreciate about this one is this notion that math is only taught inside the classroom, which is not true. Right. Mm-hmm. So how can exactly. we how can we perpetuate like healthy relationships with math outside of all of our spaces in our community? And I think that like I also struggle with this. Oh, I said I wasn't gonna answer it, but I'm going to. Like I I I'm really intentional about this in my classroom and I need to be more intentional about this with my son, right? And mm-hmm. how how like he's a math he's a math person. And like that's the that's the subject that he is the strongest in in the traditional K through eight, K through twelve scenario. He's also, and this is what I also um, love about this idea. And I used to tell this to the teachers all the time, like you guys have all these standardized testing that my baby is struggling to like perform the way you want him to perform. But he's super smart and super math smart, and like we would talk with like, I would play logic games with him when in elementary school. And you know how sometimes as parents, when you play a game with a child, it's just like, you're trying to like build character and also like increase their like aptitude. So you maybe not go as hard as you would Mm -hmm. if you were playing like a friend or colleague. That was never the case with him. Like he would play chess with my grandpa. Um, We would play strategy games. Like, Mind, Minecraft, mind, not Minecraft, Minefield, that game where you have to like choose the patterns and you you, you get like 16 times or like eight times to find the pattern. Is the it like Battleship? No, it like battle so it's like, it's different. no, isn't it? Well, kind of. So like you get like, there's like a, maybe like five or six different colors. And so people put a pattern and they cover the pattern. And then the person is trying to guess and I would tell his teachers I'm like he is very math smart but you're you're like in conventional ways of uplifting math stuff makes it hard for him to feel math worthy and this is what this is one of the problems in our k-12 world right like you take tests you take standardized tests you answer questions, and if your thought process or your understanding falls outside of that very narrow scope of what we have decided is important, then you feel like you're not math smart or math worthy. And this is something that I struggle with as a classroom teacher, like how do I support math learning and hit those standards? Because I I don't wanna not hit the standards because especially working in a school where a majority of my students are students of color, like mm-hmm. I will not perpetuate this, this idea that you're not getting what you need to be successful, but also how do I allow you to feel successful and feel math smart when the ways that I'm, the ways that the curriculum has me judging or evaluating your smartness falters somewhere between. And it's rough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's so rough. It's so hard um, because sometimes I'm like, I'm a part of the problem. (laughs) Like, ugh. 
and this is why like I re-listened recently to the episode that we did with Angela because even if I feel like that I am like uh someone who has compassion and support for my students I still fall short all the time and I still feel like I'm running against a machine that is telling me this is what it's supposed to look like and how do I um combat that and you can read this more about this in our uh paper that we just wrote about yes. um, educational facials yeah um, and how we kind of preserve ourselves all right last question okay last question number 18 and actually these are all numbered so well because this is a good kind of like final question tell us a story a moment a memory that lives in your brain Together, we can identify the math moment. And I love this because it positions everyone at the dinner party as a quote unquote math person. Like people who, everyone in the room is are people who do math, right? And it's like, okay, so together we're, we're gonna collaboratively identify the math moment in this story. Um, so I, I, I love this, um, this question, Michelle, that you created. um giving you a shout out thank you i appreciate it um so again like these cards will be presented um for you to do we will um set it up so that all you have to do is print it out we'll pdf it print it out and you can do what you like you can do what you want with these um you can pass them out you can have people choose them you can do um, some sort of like gallery exploration where they're posted mm-hmm. up and people can engage with them um, as they want. You can choose one card and let that be the focal point for your whole um, dinner. It's like pass the greens and mashed potatoes and let's talk about like my relationship with math. And so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good way to... Um, to do what you want, right? Oh, you know what else people can do? So I love the gallery review. And then people could also do uh, like a, I mean, you know, it'd be like a cocktail party. Like you talk to someone, one person about your story and then you switch cards. So then you have a new card and then you go mm. talk to a new person. That would like be really cool. Like a middle yeah, school. Yeah, especially if it's like a party where not everyone knows each other. And people need a little bit of structure because otherwise you're only going to talk to the people that you know. Mm-hmm. This would be a way to get people to know each other and also improve and your relationship with mathematics and also to like reconceptualize what mathematics is. Like it's not just what we see in the textbook when we were in school. Yeah, like, hey, friend, I don't know. Tell me, is <laughs> math your ex? Your current boo, your crush. Right? I think that would be so fun. Yeah. What is your ancestral relationship? You don't know? Okay, that's cool. Pass. <laughs> no, I think it'd be fun. I'm excited. I'm I'm really hopeful that folks will do this. And and the timing is I feel like really great because we're now swinging into the season where people are getting together. Like I said, I I've just engaged with three different friendsgivings. Um, in the last week, 
and a half. And so I think that we are coming into this season where people are coming together um, in different capacities and different things. And so having these um, questions come up now might help to like, you know, if you're struggling to figure out what to do, don't play Scrabble. Don't play some drinking game. Do the math thing. Do, do the, the critical critical math job dinner party. Yeah. No, we 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 need a better name for that. Okay. <laughs> right now, this is the name. Uh, <laughs> that's a long. That's a long name. Critical like. math job dinner party cards. I guess that's kind of long. <laughs> Okay, can I give a shout out? Can I give a shout out? Because remember, we, we were going to wait till next time, but we kind of yes. gave shout outs anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, <sorry>. I want to <laughs> I want to give a shout out um, to some of my friends at UNLV. So Dr. Jeff, she he told me, um, you know, he's been listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, I told him I was like, well, yeah, you know, like you could skip around. He's like, no, but I just listened to episode two. And now I want to know in the later episodes, um, did you change your mind about the Barbie movie? Did you talk about it again? <laughs> so this is one of the things though, that we actually followed up on. We talked about as an idea in an earlier episode and we finally fleshed it out and we're presenting it. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to Dr. Norma Maroon, who listened to episode one and loved what you said, Michelle, about everyone is a math person did you pay your bills? Did you get your work on time? Did you get to the party on time? And so it just made me feel really encouraged about the work that we're doing. Yay. Okay. So, you know, it's that time for us to uh, share some love with each other. So um, Carrie and I just finished ish in our last iteration of this paper and just, I appreciate just working with you um, and in working with you, you've also happened to strengthen uh, my skill set. And you're right. I am a writer. I can do this. You are. Yes. I am. Um, I am working um, to solidify this. I have this. I'm a, And I'm going to say this out loud on the podcast because maybe that will get the ball rolling. But um I have this story that I wrote and it's aligned with the math standard because I, I really like the idea of using math standards to tell stories that mm. can connect young folks. And I've been on, I've had this like story for a really long time and I've just never finished writing the book. Like, and it's not a long story. It's a couple, it's like probably 20 pages, but I want to finish it. So I'm putting it out there. Like the podcast is, is my public declaration of like, things that I want to finish. And so mm. I want to finish this. So we're on episode nine. So hopefully by the time we get to like, you know, episode 15, your girl will have, um, if not completely finished, like some part of it. And then I need to find like an editor who will like read it and stuff, but it's good. Like I, this is, this podcast is a way for us to kind of make some of our dreams come true. And I, I appreciate the fact that you, thought enough for me to be like, oh, let's, let's do this together. And in doing this, we've inspired people because when we first started off, we were just like, we're just going to do this and have fun and hope that somebody listens to it. But the fact that like we have not 
children, but grown adults saying that this podcast has sit with them differently, that we have people who are folks who do not teach math for a living, do not study math for a living, saying, I can listen to your podcast. I had a parent who I don't even teach this child anymore sit across from me during a, uh, like a little conference. And he said at the end of the conference, cause I was doing someone a favor. He said, um, we listened to your podcast and I was like shocked. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even teach your child anymore. He's like, we listen to your podcast. He said, he said, at first I thought you were just going to talk about like math equations and you didn't. And he was like, <laughs> and it was good. Like we enjoyed it. And it was, and this is actually the first time I, I know the child for two years, but I've never met her parents. And so mm. this is the first time I was meeting them. And like the dad was like, I need to tell you this. And I was so excited. I called you. I called yeah. my mama. I called my dad. I called everybody. Cause it was like, it was like, you're not even in my circle. Like it's one thing for somebody in your circle to affirm mm-hmm. that they appreciate what you're doing. But this man was not even in my circle. He did not have to take this time to say that. And that was important. So my appreciation to you is like, because of this, because of you, we've now have expanded this idea and it's the ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. All it takes is a small ripple to, to, to phase out, to affect a whole ocean. So. Well, I appreciate you, Michelle, because, um, you know, I really wanted to write a paper with you and I was really excited about your theory of educational facials. And I felt honored that you trusted me enough to want to flesh this out and turn it into a paper and show folks how it can be an analytic tool. And um, Michelle and I are about to submit it. I'm going to read just a snippet from it. Um, it's, it's the part that you wrote. Um, so Michelle, we both sh- share stories. And Michelle says, I want to be in fellowship with others by sharing my journey, sharing what educational facials are and how they can offer rejuvenation and support when experiencing the struggle and harm that many of us face as educators. But you can't be in that space all the time. You have to find your people. Carrie is my people. And I just felt so touched when I read that. And then, you know, my part, I respond about Michelle is my people too. Michelle reminds me of my power and our collective power. And um, yeah, I just feel lucky that I I get to write papers with you and do this podcast with you and um, that we get to do this work together. So um, yeah, I appreciate you and uh, I'm excited. I can't believe this is our ninth episode. Can you believe it? I know. And that people want to rock with us. Like mm-hmm. people want to come on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Like we have guests lined up and that's awesome that people are like, yeah, no, we were honored. So that's amazing. I'm excited. All right. So should we, do you want to close this out or do you want me to do it? Uh, you can close this out. 
Okay, thank you everybody for listening to episode nine of the Critical Math Drop podcast with your favorite math teachers, Carrie Michelle. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all.